0: Welcome to the Artist Academy Podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists, who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show! This week's episode features New York-based artist and educator, Kareem Youngkong. I am so excited because after we recorded this whole episode and we chatted and got to know each other and Kareem told me all about her painting courses that she does, I was like, hey what if we made a deal and put a couple of your painting courses in the Artist Academy Advance and she's totally for it and that's what we're doing! I'm so excited for my members to get to learn from her this week. And if you are not in the Academy, then you're still in luck because is unveiling her brand new painting course this week, and she's going to tell you all about how to enroll for yourself. But if you're in the Arts Academy Advanced, advance, you're about to learn so much. <laughs> so we chat about live painting and what it takes to show up confidently to ultimately build your dream career. There's a lot of marketing tricks out there that work and can help you get ahead a little bit, but really, truly, it comes down to how many hours you want to spend, spend on your painting skills because to be completely honest like if you are really good at painting if you put in those hours and you you've learned those techniques and all those skills of color and all of that then marketing your amazing art will be so much easier. <laughs> and Corrine teaches painting, so you're in luck. And she teaches how to find your niche and just how to show up for yourself. So let me know what you think of this week's episode with Corrine young If you could start out by just telling us a little bit about yourself, how you got started and how you got into the arts. Yeah, sure.
1: My name is Corrine young I am 27 years old. I got started in art. I mean, I feel like I would always consider myself a creative person. Ever since I was younger, I was always that kid, like, creating at the art table for hours and hours. (laughs) So that was me. And then I, my whole life, like, I grew up dancing and just, like, painting. I loved it and never actually considered it an art career until my art teacher in high school recommended that I go to Rochester Institute of Technology to study illustration. And I never thought that was like a path that was okay to do, because you always have that reoccurring thing in your head that says like, artists don't make money. So once I realized that it was an option, I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm going for it. (laughs) I went to Rochester Institute of Technology, got my BFA in illustration. And from there, I started my own business a junior year of college and got my name out through doing art shows and things like that. I started my own website out of college and then social media became prevalent during for me that at that time, like I just realized that I needed to do my game and start putting my work on social media. And it just took off from there. It's been slow and steady. It's definitely hasn't been an easy journey just because I feel like it's that learning curve of growing your business and like just trying to market marketing as an entrepreneur has probably been the hardest part for me. But once you realize that like you are your brand and you're comfortable with yourself, like, marketing is so fun so so true yeah yeah that is like the baseline of like how I got into art but
0: yeah <laughs> I love that okay let's focus really quick on the beginning like what was the tipping point point? and you said you did art shows and I'm really interested in that because I've never really done a whole lot of art shows and so just yeah. I would love to hear more about that
1: yeah what I realized was that when I was doing art shows I was trying to fit in a niche that wasn't meant for me. So it was more of like I was creating like smaller paintings just so that and creating at a value that I thought I should have been creating at rather than going into fine art. So I was just creating like little things and making prints. And I found that like my prints that sold for $20 were like the perfect price for people to buy at. But I really wanted to create like big original paintings because that was where my heart was at. But it was more of like at smaller festivals locally in Rochester that I would participate in. And then I actually met a, well, my mentor, um, Eric Waugh at one of the art shows that I was at. I was creating these original paintings that I knew that I couldn't sell for just, I didn't want to sell like big paintings for just like $50. That didn't feel right to me because you invest so much in your just learning, cur- like in learning how to paint. So I was selling my original paintings for $1,000 at these art shows. And they were not selling. Like, it was just, again, that was not my crowd that I needed to be in. Eric came up to me and he was, he's an artist from Montreal. He does live paintings and a lot of, like, commercial art for a living. If you need to look him up, like, you for sure need to because his work is really cool and graphic. But. He created in a style that I wasn't used to. And I remember him coming up to me saying, he's like, oh, did you like sell this painting? That said literally like a $1,000. And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I just felt when you're first starting out, you're a little bit embarrassed and like scared about pricing and all that. But we stayed connected and he helped give me opportunities in the art world. And he gave me an opportunity in 2017 to go on a cruise and paint live for audiences. And in order to train me from that for that, like we did everything mostly over the phone. But he encouraged me to go like paint at bars and restaurants and just go out of my comfort zone and paint live for people, which was like I was stubborn that at the time. I'm like, Do I really have to do this? And but I'm so glad that I did it because pushing your comfort zone is where it's at. Yeah. So once I did that for a month, I painted all over Europe. I painted landscapes. Of the different places that we traveled. Oh it my was god,
0: that's so cool! The craziest thing ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. But I knew that if I did that, it would totally catapult my, just my drive as an artist, and it totally did. So once I came home uh, from that opportunity in Rochester, I started doing live paintings for weddings and events, and yeah.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a really fun journey to where you are now yeah wow
1: definitely <laughs> now, yeah there there's been a lot of things that I've done yeah. that, like just trying to find my niche and now here I am <laughs>
0: <laughs> now yeah it's so inspiring because a lot of artists especially in the beginning are they're so stuck on the niche thing they want to find their niche so bad and so yeah. just to talk to somebody like you tried you know a, a bunch of different things I assume to find
1: yeah, definitely. I I'm working in acrylic painting in acrylic right now, but I coming out of art school, I worked in like watercolor, inks, pencils, mixed media, like I tried all of the things. <laughs> and once Eric started talking to me about impressionism and acrylics and all of that, I had worked in it. I actually did a lot of liquid what is it? It's like liquid acrylics, like the more oh, fluid acrylics that was it. So I used to work in that and once I realized like Chunky paintings were like my thing. I was like, "Oh wow, this is super fun!" And I got like a great reaction from my audience, and yeah, it just kickstarted all of my florals. So fun! Yeah.
0: I, I love florals, <laughs> and I, I love just seeing your ones behind you. You have one that's Thanks. half finished, right? That one, or is, is it actually? It's intentional. Yeah, no, it's
1: all good. It's all good. It's a part of my infinite collection. One I did this last year. It was like right before. COVID came to the U.S. and I was creating this big floral collection, actually to display at my wedding. It was this whole big thing. I'm a COVID bride. I started creating this collection of paintings and it started evolving as COVID was basically just trying to ruin all of our plans. (laughs) There's a really neat story behind all of this work. It's just the inner work displayed in florals, basically, of last year. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and you can find all of that on my website at dot I have just my whole journey of painting like the idea of my floral collection from start to finish of being like thinking it was just going to be this grand display at my wedding and then as I was finishing the collection the paintings became more of like a surrendering and an unraveling of this is my path and painting all of that at the same time was just like the coolest thing I could possibly experience and then I actually blogged about it on my website
0: oh fun it, yeah. everybody loves a good story like that too. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I'm very grateful that you know that I can execute my feelings through art and it's been it's one of my many gifts that I'm grateful for <laughs> Like whenever I'm in the studio and I can create and just talk to people about my process it makes me excited
0: <laughs> yeah and yeah. so you seem like you'd be a good teacher you teach too right yeah so yeah you you've so... figured it out for yourself so now you're teaching others tell us about that yeah <laughs> yeah today's like the big day
1: that I'm introducing my course I haven't really talked about it too much but the title of it is the paint coach and I basically want to coach people <laughs> how to paint I find that A lot of people, and I know that you can relate when you're working and people are passing by and they always say, oh, I can't draw a stick figure or I wish I could do that. And I'm here to convince you that you can do it. It's just a discipline that you need to hone and keep working on. So the Paint Coach is a five week mentorship where it's an online course where I have five modules full of lessons and demos of honing your creative process, and you'll actually be creating a painting from start to finish while learning techniques that will help you always create from past the five weeks.
0: Oh, fun. How can people learn more about that?
1: Yeah. So if you go on my website at castcreations.com, there is like you'll smack dab in the middle. There is a button that you could click to sign up for my email list. Where you'll get more information about that very soon. So excited!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, how much time? And this is that I have for like personal reasons too, because I also coach business. So more yes. more art business, and so not as much mm-hmm. painting. So actually, we should talk maybe a little bit about maybe putting part of your course in the academy, I'll purchase it. Let, let's, yes. let, let's talk more about that. Because I don't really yes, teach a lot be so of cool. pa- yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> teach a lot of like painting technique. I'm more of a let's make money type. So yep. I'm always wanting to work with artists who, who love to do what, what you're doing basically. But definitely so much, I would love to. <laughs> awesome. How much time do you spend teaching and then how much time do you spend painting per day? Like how where is that mixed up?
1: Yeah. Painting per day, I'm gonna say like at this moment because I'm still doing course content and stuff like that, I would say like a few hours a day teaching for the actual course, It's you'll have like full access to me. You'll always be able to email me throughout the five weeks and then I'll be doing Facebook Lives where we get that one-on-one time together where I can answer your questions and we'll be doing art critiques and things like that. But as far as me painting, it really depends on my schedule. So if I'm creating a work of uh, a series of art, it could be like i could just set out a whole day to paint like <laughs> really <laughs> so it it just depends on my schedule honestly yeah i'm sure you can relate to that most of it is like business a lot they always say that like business is like 80% of your whole creative entrepreneur life and it's like, 20% painting <laughs>
0: yeah basically <laughs> Yeah. yeah the, there's some days where I, uh, like I'll have to do all the business stuff and then I won't be, I won't even get to paint until like yeah. June some days. I know. And then I know. Mondays. It like, breaks my heart. I <laughs> like, I wish I could paint all day. <laughs> yeah. And then Monday <laughs> is like the day to do a lot of the teaching stuff. And then the rest of yeah. the days are more, more painting, but with a little mix of kind of everything else.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's literally a mix of everything. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> awesome. Is there anything you want to talk about? Anything like that you've, Really, maybe mastered or have had a lot of experience with in your art business that other people might benefit from. Like you mentioned, the art yeah. shows i think that's really great.
1: Yeah, the art show, like, oh my gosh, I haven't dug back into art shows for a while. I I do them mostly like in the summer, and I treat them as they're just fun for me now. It's less, more of the business. Like, I need to sell stuff. It's more of I love getting to interact with people and for like social media promotion. I love going to locations where people can watch me paint, watch this whole experience, and then record a time lapse, post it. So when I do my art shows, I mostly do, it's just like for content creation. But I'm finding a lot that if you are going to invest in an art show, make sure that you have a nice like business plan set up prior to that. Because I know that some of them can be really expensive. So normally I don't invest in them because I know that's not, my niche if it's 50 to 100 bucks like that's not too bad (laughs) but if you're spending hundreds of dollars to go to these shows make sure that you have a your brand pretty established i'd say
0: yeah
1: that's really good advice because i definitely learned that the hard way
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah so know what you're gonna pitch them coming into it and have your stuff together it's not really for sure newbie kind of a thing
1: Yeah, they usually do. It's like a juried show. So you if you are going to enter it into a juried show, you need to show photos of your work and things like that. So it's nice to have a theme or a purpose for your work. And just like business cards and stuff, just things like that. And a lot of it too, I feel like a mistake that I've made in my business is when you're first starting out, you think that you need like a lot of stuff. If I were to be selling prints, I tried to sell prints right off the bat and I bought hundreds of prints thinking like everyone's going to love this, but like nobody did.
0: <laughs> oh, <yeah.
1: laughs> and they, they did, like I got good feedback, but like you don't need 100 prints to buy and sell. Buy things in smaller quantities <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Asking your audience definitely helps a lot. Just knowing who you're talking to and how you can serve your audience best is the way to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. I have a quick story yeah. on that. I remember you saying the 100 friends. I remember back I well, it wasn't doing art, but I bought I made like a calendar. It was mm-hmm. like before I was doing art full time. We did a calendar and I had bought 1500 of these calendars. Because you got a really good I believe it. Yeah, you got a really (laughs) good deal. Or maybe maybe it was a thousand. I don't know. It was over. It was a thousand something, but you got a really good deal. They were like ten cents a calendar or something. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, it's a deal. I can't not do it. We have we had boxes left that we just couldn't sell. I agree.
1: I still have boxes left of of my early work. That's the funniest part is that I was just so passionate about being a creative entrepreneur that i went all in But like if you if you want to be a creative entrepreneur you have to go all in but definitely don't buy thousands of <laughs>
0: <laughs> learning the hard way is there another yeah. i was like, just thinking on this subject cuz this is one of the questions on there is there anything else yeah. you've learned the hard way
1: hmm yes yeah i would say saying no to the things that don't serve you for sure. I feel like I still do this now. And I, I catch myself, like saying yes to things that don't necessarily, like align with my brand where you think, Oh, I'll do this for expo- exposure and things like that. If there are people out there who are going to pay you for being you and doing what you do. So don't offer it for free unless you think that it really aligns with your brand. I thought I'm trying to think of a specific situation, but I I frequently catch myself In in that situation where I'm like, I don't know. Oh, yes, yes, I can do that. I can do that. I can do all these things. But all of those things really stretch yourself thin. And they're 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 more work for you. And they like chip away at your creative soul.
0: (laughs) Your creative soul needs to thrive, not like just be
1: stretched too thin.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate. Just having so many things on the to do list. I feel like it's yes. never and anytime anybody asks me to do something, it's like a decent opportunity. I'm like, yeah. And yes. Then I'm like, they're like, hey, we need this. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Like you definitely need to do what's best for your business, too. I know that I love creating collections. Like I haven't created a big collection like this since last year and I that's where my heart feels the best is when I'm doing artwork that I love that also resonates with my audience but commissions are the best thing for my business right now and it's just it's so hard to like do what you want to do but also oh oh my gosh there's just so much
0: There is. Do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, there is so much. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just so many ways to take it, which is so fun too if you think Mm -hmm. about it. Because like we can do this and that, we're just making it up as we go. Like we're making up these prices, we're making up everything. (laughs)
1: Like, yeah, you have to do it all. So it's it's knowing where your time is best spent while you're planning out just like your week or your day, like really getting in that zone instead of going in a million different directions which my brain loves to do again I have to to reel my myself back in almost every day Yeah.
0: (laughs) how do you keep organized because I know that like this what we're talking about what we both experience is what a lot of other artists experience too yeah with just like wanting to go in all these directions and not sure where to go how do you how's the best way that you keep yourself organized
1: I, I literally keep a calendar but I And it's funny because sometimes I go off track of my calendar. And when I go off track and just I, I get way too confident, like I know what I'm doing. And then like, <laughs> realize that my calendar isn't I don't have everything written down that I need. And then I start to get frantic. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, OK, refer back to my calendar. It, it, that is the groundwork that I need to keep remembering and keep up with. But I'm also doing this new thing where I have my goals in my studio for each month just what I want to do each month, obviously, things change. But if I have everything written out per month, then that's another way for me to step back, look at the framework, and then move forward for there, from there. You know what I mean? Where I can check things off the list and say, okay, I did this that month. At least you can look at it and say, I feel accomplished in some way because I feel like we are doing so much every day. And then you don't keep record of it. And then you look back and say, oh, I don't know if I did enough. But you're we're doing so much so yeah, much
0: we are doing it's so <laughs> It's a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah and just like celebrating your small wins too yeah we, we do a little like win wednesday thing just still remind people to celebrate like, what did you do this week you probably did something right <laughs> you're just thinking yep. about all the other stuff you need to do like mine's mine the same and uh-huh. yeah so just celebrating those small wins it's and then, and then doing something else on the to-do list <laughs>
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of small wins, this isn't necessarily a small win because it's a massive painting. But I did a (laughs) but I did a reel yesterday of just getting progress done on one of my commissions. And I felt after I looked at the reel and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so accomplished because I'm still trying to get used to reels. But yeah, I felt really good about it. And then I stepped back even more and I'm like, you know what? I'm just so grateful that I have hands to create. It's the simple things that I'm like Thank you, God, for this, <laughs> because without it, I don't know if I would be as
0: happy. Like this is
1: like, I you just need creativity to thrive. So chill. I don't know, man.
0: So just, just Feels being, good. being thankful for the little things, truly, really, and just yeah. putting it in it into perspective. A lot of the times. My friends, if you're around me, I'll probably say this a, a, a couple of times a week. I'll be like, first world problems. <laughs> like, yeah, any it, problem that you have. Because like, I, yeah. went, I went over to Africa a couple of years ago and volunteered there. And just the whole time. I, and coming back, you're just like it's a lot and yeah. it's just now I just think back to that and I'm like they would love to have my problem that mm-hmm. I'm too busy or that right. I just I'm behind on this or whatever I know. it's tough to keep up with the shipping out all of these print orders that we're getting yeah like
1: yeah totally yeah it's a lot of streamlining all the different things it's the emails it's the shipping it's the making, it's the promoting. I I could literally go on forever. Yeah, it's crazy cool.
0: Yeah. So back on the confidence aspect. So I love how you went out and did a bit of painting in public. (laughs) What's the talk going on in your head when you're doing that? And how is it like practice makes perfect kind of a thing? Or like, what is there any tips you have for painting in public?
1: That is a fabulous question. I'm trying to think because my mindset now is definitely different than when I first started. Because when I first started, I was a little bit nervous, just to think, I don't know, at first, I'm like, why do people want to watch me paint? Because for me, it's so normal. You know what I mean? I'm like, who, who cares about me painting? And then all of a sudden, like, the first time I did it, people, you know, obviously have this crazy cool reaction, because they don't see it every day. I'm like, huh. So then I started to do it and I started to be known for my life paintings. I'm like, wow, this is like so neat. So that's when I started finding my niche. But as far as what's going on in my head, it's always nerve wracking. There's never a time where I don't feel a little bit self-conscious, but doing the thing anyway always gives me that extra push that I need. Usually locations that I'm not sure of come with a little bit more like anxiety, but if I have painted at a location before and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this, I go in there and know exactly what I'm doing, then that helps with my confidence. Usually if I sketch out the piece just on the canvas and have an outline before I paint, I feel much, much better. Being live, you get a lot of distractions of people coming up to you and wanting to just know more about your process or they have a fun story for you about how they know someone who else who is an artist. <laughs> and I continue to work and get distracted by those people which is totally fine because that's what it's about it's about communication and just being open with people but it gets a little bit distracting and then sometimes if my painting isn't coming out way I want it to I have a little bit of a panic and then I continue to push forward <laughs> you know what I mean? like you can, I'm sure you can really sit too yeah. it's just there's there every painting has an ugly stage and just remembering that the ugly stage is okay and it's a part of the process and then you keep moving it sometimes I wait till it dries it's you just have to remember to take a step back or else you I break down a little bit inside. You can never tell
0: because I'm always happy.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so, I'm much more confident now, too, when I go to weddings. Like, I know the couple that I'll be painting for. I get there. I have an outline. Like, the room is right in front of me. So I'll be able to sketch it out on my page, you know, or on my canvas. Yeah. It's good. I'm much more confident now than I was when I first started, but definitely getting out of your comfort zone is, I would highly recommend it. Any opportunity that you get to move out of your comfort zone is going to help you grow as an artist. And I can't help, I can't express how important that is enough because it's so good and it's what's going to help you get better, more confident and just be able to do what we're doing right now is hard so (laughs) So again like just pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is what you need to do
0: yeah I have this weird like mental talk in my head where I I I know my next step that I need to get over and I, Uh I always think if I don't force myself to do it then I'm not going to grow anymore in my art career. I'm like, yes. if I do this thing, if I get used to talking on video, then it's going to help me grow. But if yes. I don't do that, I'm going to be stay, I'm going to stay at this level. And so I'm like, For this sure. is so uncomfortable. But I, I literally think, okay, the universe or whatever is not going to let you grow anymore if you don't do this. Mm-hmm. And really it's yeah. cost- has cause an effect too doing the things helps the growth. Yes, (laughs) Yes,
1: I totally agree. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I do that with my paintings too. If there's the parts of your painting that are really, like they require some guts. Or if I'm doing that live, it usually helps if I'm feeling good about it where I'm like, oh, I'll just put a huge splash of whatever through this painting. And everyone from afar is like, oh no. And I'm like, oh, this is where I thrive. I don't know. It just makes you feel so empowered when you're in front of an audience and you, I don't know, you can just control the energy of the room. That's why painting feels so good now. Oh my yeah.
0: God. <laughs> yeah. So how long <laughs> are you usually painting in a, for a live painting? How long is it? Yeah, last?
1: it actually, I the more that i been painting live the last time it's taken me. I have different packages depending on the amount of hours um, that I'm creating for. At first, I had the four-hour package, which was like a luxury package, but now I can actually paint for three hours or under. So that is fun for me yeah. <laughs> it's like speed
0: painting <laughs> that's so fun I I totally yeah. cheat when I do stuff like that people are like can you come live paint I'm like okay but this is how I do it I'll literally make a print and I'll uh-huh. just have the print there and I'll just be like hand embellishing it so everybody thinks I did this thing <laughs> but nobody saw me <laughs> start it like, if anybody asks I'll tell them that but then the majority of people don't ask and right. so they oh my like, gosh is-. that's so interesting yeah <laughs> and then I, I just have them pay for the print plus like my hour of time that I'm up there before dinner while everybody is just watching
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my gosh
0: so you're you're saying you sketch it out and you paint it there I'm like whoo, I'm sweating yeah. for you <laughs> oh yes for sure I I definitely
1: the faster that I get paint on the canvas, the more confident that I feel. So yeah, that's actually a good point. You just put me in a live painting scenario. Like I have a blank canvas and I'm like, I'm starting right away. Like I don't talk, like I go. And then usually I have to keep in mind that people are going to come up to me. But yeah, so the more paint that I can get on the canvas, the better my anxiety. But yeah, so I usually, I usually start from a black canvas first. Ooh. Yeah. So actually Eric Waugh taught me that trick. Because when you are, it, it actually helps me create faster because you're building value faster rather than starting from a white canvas and putting on a neutral color or something that's going to give you a base. The black is already the base. So then you're working on top of it instead of building it from the ground up. Does that make sense?
0: And it, I'm sure it'll look full already too, because like yes. white is so blank.
1: And, yep. Okay. Yeah, the black actually gives a lot of depth. I have a few paintings on my Instagram that have my process starting from a black canvas. Yeah, my Instagram is E-A-F underscore creations if you want to look that up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of my live painting work. And actually, if you look up the hashtag Rochester Wedding Art, you can look at all of my wedding paintings there too.
0: Ooh, that, mm-hmm. That's such a good industry to get mm-hmm. into because weddings in general, like they're, they're not really worried about cost as much as normal. And they're just, I, I just think weddings is such a good area. How, how did you get started with that? So say somebody wants to get started with live painting. How did you, how do you suggest they do that?
1: Painting for weddings or just live painting in general? Both. Okay. I would definitely, before you get into it, I would for sure recommend practicing. I just, called like local breweries and reached out. It's always good because live paintings are entertainment. So if you do that for free and just say, hey, this is for my own self-benefit. I want to create like, uh, I don't know, a flower tonight. So I was doing that like on a weekly basis. So I would recommend reaching out to someone local just to get your own practice, figure out your pricing, what you think you're worth for a certain amount of time, like an hour, a couple hours, however long it's going to take you to create a work of art. And then I actually did a wedding show to start out. So I just went out on a, a, a limb, a whim. I don't know. I just took a chance and went to an art show. And that was one of the ones that was like a higher price to enter into it. So I figured if my cost for one life painting is higher than what it's going to cost me to do the show, I'm going to go for it. So did that and gave a couple of my packages sent out like all of these papers with my pricing on it and I had one couple go for it and I created actually at a winery for their wedding and they were just like so sweet it was like my perfect like first time to work with a wedding couple <laughs> they were so sweet so um that gave me a lot of confidence and once I did my first one I It was pretty smooth sailing because word got out. So, like word of mouth, for sure. Once you start live painting, more people want to see it. It's great because it's entertainment for the event, and the couple gets an original keepsake. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay, so you've just volunteered your first one.
1: No, my my first one, they paid more. They paid me for that. Okay, so yeah, one hundred percent. But as far as getting experience for live painting, I would recommend going like outside and just like doing it in front of an audience or going to a bar or a restaurant or something like that. Just to build your confidence. You need to have your confidence built up. I don't think that live painting is for
0: <laughs> the weary. You definitely gotta be tough. yeah yeah i love that okay yeah so i hope people who are listening to this like just really take that advice because i think this can be a really lucrative business and i don't really know hardly anybody who does it in my town and so i'm always like man this is such a good idea somebody just needs to do it (laughs) It is. it
1: really is there aren't a lot of people in rochester doing it either i think it's more for the bigger cities yeah i've noticed um because i've seen so many people on instagram doing it but there's not a lot of people in my area or maybe your area so definitely it's it's so much fun i'm a dancer too so i love to perform and for me it just gives you that adrenaline rush that the, it gives me the adrenaline rush that I need to feel like I'm performing, okay? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I have one more question for you and then we can circle back to your painting class and all of that. But what is the advice that you could give to the artists who are just starting out and they want to make art their full-time career but they don't even know where to start? Like, where's a good starting point? I would say,
1: do you want make you, like, I would say paint what makes you feel good. If you're painting something that you don't like or something that doesn't light you up, don't do it. You definitely need to, there's something to be said about doing things to make money, like painting to make money like 100%. But if you don't have a style or something that makes you feel excited while you're creating in the studio, then you need to work on that. So like honing your style is one big thing. I think you actually talk about that and I looked on your website. Do you have something about that? About something about your niche or your style?
0: We've done like a podcast episode over. Oh, and nice. over. Choose the thing that people would say. It's so yeah,
1: one hundred percent. I one thing that I learned um, from my mentor was your painting should reflect your personality. So if you don't feel like your painting is a reflection of you, don't be your artwork. Like you shouldn't be your art, but definitely it should make a statement. And I actually talk about that in my painting course too. We. Not only go over how to paint, but actually... How to paint from the heart. So, figuring out your why is really important. And if you want to figure out your why, you need to join my art course. <laughs> yes.
0: I will be your paint coach, okay? <laughs> awesome. Okay. And yeah, and let's chat a little bit right after this about maybe including part of that in the Artist Academy so they can get like a yeah. little taste of it or something. Oh my gosh. I'll that would see. be so incredible. Okay. I'd love that. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for coming right. on and talking with Thank me.
1: Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's been a blast. <laughs>
0: For one, me. one more time, what is your website? So if people want to yes. go join.
1: It's calfcreations.com. So C-A-F creations. Yes. <laughs> and here. then my Instagram is C-A-F underscore Creation.
0: Awesome. Okay, have a great Thanks. day. I'll talk to you later. Thank
1: you. You Bye. too. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>
0: This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know, because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over 63 thousand as a thank you for helping us grow this artist academy community and speaking of community if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media just head over to facebook.com groups slash artist academy and i will see you next week